vocals and then again. 615 BNA. We got that fly DNA. It's our daily foundations. And we appreciate Yo, 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 welcome to MC the MC. I'm your lovely host, Foundito. It's your boy, Spurb. I'm back again. We have a lovely guest. No other than my little brother. Same mother. Rico. <laughs> What's good? <dude? laughs> other known as our man. What's good? I'm in Shine Man in the building. Duvika goes by many aliases. Uh, to me, you know, he's a little bro. Mm. But yeah, we was talking about how Neptunes was like, you know. Yeah, that was killing shit, man. I, you know what I'm saying? Y'all don't quote me on this. I don't, I can't remember the actual statistic, but it was like something like, I think from like 02 to like 07, something like that, Neptunes was responsible for like 60% of the hits on the radio. Something yeah. Something like that. Anybody who knows Damn. though, like during that time, like if you know that Neptune sound, you, you'll know you heard that shit a lot. So like, like early like, two say early two thousand was like nineties late nineties or early two thousands like early two thousands early two thousands yeah. NRD um, blueprint yeah. yeah I mean they were working with everybody from like Gwen Stefani Nori to like Beyonce yeah Nori Super Thug, Super Thug Usher Timberlake like, yeah Timberlake Usher fucking Kanye 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 yeah, everybody <laughs> Kanye yeah. got a piece of the the Neptune sound everybody man NRD yeah, bro. Um, that is them, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying like, you know, I'm thinking like NRD, like the name. Even like, I was listening to Rock Story. Yeah, I was letting Noah listen to Rock Story. Yeah. Noah's my son, by the way, my youngest son. He's like nine, but um, I let him listen to Neptune's Rock Story and Bow Wow. Oh yeah, Bow Wow. Yeah. yeah. Anything early to that Lip Biscuit. Everybody keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Or lap dance. Lap dance was the banger. Oh, by NRD. And nah, then, he uh, played um. Who was else on that track? What he was played Rockstar for him, huh? On uh. Uh, Khalees? Not Khalees. Who was the who was the um the little chick man? Um, what was her name? That was on yeah the lap dance track. That's that. Oh, uh, baby, what you want me? Yeah, baby, baby you want me? Well, you can co- Vita. Vita, damn, oh, yeah. Murder Inc. Murder. Yeah. Damn, I didn't realize it was Vita. She was with Murder Inc. I don't know. That's crazy. I know she was with Murder Inc. Yeah, she was with Murder Inc. Yeah, Earth Gotti picked her up and Ja Rule. Bro, that was an interesting time, man. Ja Rule, took up, speaking of taking over the 90s, who gets slept on so many times because 50 Cent kind of like, <laughs> like sell that nigga. <laughs> he he kind of sell that nigga like Drake, Drake be doing. You know what I'm saying? But he kind of like took that nigga style and just flipped it and made it a whole nother genre yeah. pretty much. And uh, but Ja Rule, he took over the two, early two thousands. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Ja Rule, the truth, man. Everybody miss Ja Rule now. Everybody's like, Fifty gave us that one banger, but would you trade in the Get Rich or Die Trying album for Ja Rule's whole catalog? No. Nope. I think I don't think I. Would. Could you be missing so much? Jennifer Lopez. Him oh my Jennifer God. Jago, him and Ashanti. Ashanti. Yeah. Like, nah, Ja Rule, we do got DMX, Jigga. I was watching that whole rough. Yeah, oh that shit, whole, that Rough Riders album. Chronicles. That's what I was watching. Yeah, yeah. The whole yeah. like the whole little backstory of like Rough Riders and shit. Mm. That was cool. Like Eve, Locks, yeah. shit, uh, Y and D. Like mm-hmm. the whole like I was telling you like the whole like when Swiss Beats first started mm-hmm. producing like the. The Rough Riders anthem, like the backstory to that shit, like it was a, uh, I think it was Wah, I think it was Wah playing cards with DMX. Yeah. And like at the time, Swiss Beats was kind of new to producing, you know what I'm saying? He wanted DMX to hop on the beat. DMX didn't like the beat actually. Oh, for and, like, real. Him and Wah, they was playing a game of cards. Mm. And he was like, "All right, man, if you lose this game, you got to record something on the beat." So DMX, you know what I'm saying? DMX yeah. lost. You know what I'm saying? We got Rough Riders anthem. He went in there. He was like. Yeah. He wrote this song in like 15 minutes. And the rest is history. Though. Stop. Yeah. Drop. That's the Rough Riders. Yeah, that's the one of the founders of Rough Riders. It was Rough Riders. Y&D, the founders. But they also the uncles of Swiss Beats too. I didn't know that. Yeah, we, I watched we, it. We yeah. Me and Ideally was hanging out with uh, yeah. the, the general. Yeah. Yeah. DMX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rough Riders. Yeah, man. Yeah. Don J is like this uh, video guy. But they cool dudes, man. Down to earth people. This... Old school, you know what I'm saying? It's like you can you can tell that they, they, you know what I'm saying, went through the game and like you know, yeah. definitely pulling knowledge, knowledge and wisdom from it. Yeah, yeah. 
But that's crazy. But it sounds like I mean, if you think y'all was, was just what, just in the studio with him. No, nah, we was actually I definitely had an opportunity to go to DMX studio because of a producer, yeah, a mutual I mean, engineer. Yeah, 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 a mutual uh, engineer. And DMX came to Nashville to record his album. Yeah. Which is kind of like, but not. It's not really because you think about the studios in Nashville. I mean, M's been it's here. second to none. Yeah. Been it's here. second to none. So yeah, and they had a mutual uh, a friend, and then um, we uh, Adele was like hosting the whole crew, Rough Riders crew, yeah. uh, and D and them. He was uh, hosting the whole crew. I don't know why was it there, um, but it was like Don J. D was there. Was D there? Yeah, 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 D, yeah, D was there, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the one who was hosting. Yeah, we took all the Prince's Chicken, actually. Ah, uh, damn, uh, yeah. to Shout out to Prince's Chicken, hot chicken, you know. That's crazy. GG Cup, yeah, yeah, it was not GG Cup. That's crazy. Peach Copper Factory, Peach Copper Factory. Hey, shouts out D, bro, shouts out, man. I hope you enjoyed that Prince's Chicken, bro. General, man, salute. Yeah, so yeah, we was hosting them the whole weekend, and he, good people, man. So that's crazy, they made a bet. Yeah, bro, that's some crazy backstory. It be that shit, though, like, it be like, the tracks artists don't like the most, most it's like mm. the ones people usually like. You know what I'm saying? Like, Your fans gonna be pick like it. That. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting though, like the industry shit though. Like you know what I'm saying? Like from a fan perspective, you yeah. just hear the music. It'd be interesting to know, like, damn, that's what happened though to create that song. Like mm -hmm. the backstory over, over a bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm Even reading Jay Z's book, Decoded, uh, he talks about how he made big pimping. Uh, how that come? And, and the reason why yeah. he made big pimping, it was more like, it was more like a hustler living his most. Biggest fantasy, yeah. pretty much to the fullest, with no like no apologies given. It was just like no fucks given. Like we gonna sp spend the most money, fuck the most bitches, get the most, pop the most bottles, get the big ass yacht. He spent a million dollar budget on just the video. To go yeah, to, hey, didn't Timbaland help with that beat too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Timbaland yeah. made the beat. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he was like, he took some Middle East. No, nah, it was a Middle Eastern. He took some. Uh, it was like some. No, nah, it was like some Egyptian sample or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, took yeah, some, yeah. Uh, Those sounds, and he's like, man, I love UGK. I always like Southern yeah. rap. Jay Z said, I'm all, I always love Southern rap. Mm. That's why I took UGK. Like niggas didn't fuck with him in New uh, York, but they still fuck with him in the South. You feel yeah, me? It's legends. You feel me? And he's like UGK. Yeah. You know, talk likes to talk his shit. And he's like, I'm gonna put both of them on a the song. They know how to spit, and they know they shit be funny too. Yeah. You know, on some Southern shit. Yeah. So uh, he decided to put them on the track, and then he said like. They went at it and then yeah, we know the history to that one pimping. too. That's a that's a banger. But uh, you know, Pimp C didn't even want to be on that track. Yep, yep. He didn't even want to be on it. Uh, yeah. I don't know that. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. Bun B was mm. looking at it a look off opportunity, but he didn't want to. You know, Pimp C was like, he didn't care, man. He was like, I'm. You know. I'm already big pimping. I am the pimp, you know. <laughs> you know, you so, talk about my lifestyle. Right? You talk about my yeah. This I've been there. So, but I think Jay Z, I think Jay Z knew that and respect him enough to kind of like. I'm gonna put this dude on the because he represents the essence of this track. I really made the track for him, basically. Yeah. I'm just featuring the song, really. Right. But UGK song is UGK song. I just got Timbaland to produce it, yeah. and because he's so he's so witty with it and, yeah. and genius with it. that's his genius. He can put people in a room that wouldn't normally go to. Timbaland would never probably made a beat for Bun B and UGK. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for Jigga, I feel yeah. that. Yeah, I feel it's that. two different like worlds with their style. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I feel that too. But I also feel like Pimp C was, I think he was just, I feel like Pimp C was just, he was like, he, you know, he was, I mean, Pimp C older than Jay, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, yeah. I feel like Pimp C was just like, that's little See, brother, Yeah, nigga shit, I mean? yeah. Yeah, that's some little nigga shit, so, yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't starstruck by Jay, you know? Mm. I think he was just. I think he was. I don't think he was supposed to though. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he was more <laughs> like. Bun B, I think Bun B was. Oh, he was down. Yeah, he yeah. was down. He was I in the studio before. Starstruck, Not starstruck, but he was surprised though, because I heard Bun B in an article too say he was like kind of surprised that Jay Z reached out to him, but he was like, "I'm gonna take this as an honor," because Bun B, Pimp C yeah. said on an article that he fuck with Bun B, fuck with everybody, yeah. regardless if Pimp C got beef with him or not. Yeah, he's like. Bun B is a diplomat. You feel me? He he gonna make sure he cool with everybody. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. He gonna make sure he good with everybody. Yeah, I mm. feel that. And Pimp C speaks his mind more though. Yeah. Pimp C is like raw with it, like Tupac. Yeah, he He's is. like gonna give you the raw truth, you know. No matter who likes it or not. Salute to the pimp. Salute to the pimp. God bless the dead yeah. for real. Yeah, for real. Rest in power, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, bro. Also, I've been listening to like I was showing you some of the shit on the way here. Like a lot of um, like fucking like. Compilation albums mm. like uh, "Cruel Summer," 
with like good music, uh, like DJ Khaled's mm. albums. Uh, I yep. showed you that Jermaine Dupri, uh, Life in yeah, 1472. Yeah, hey. I- that, that album was crazy because it was crazy, like, was, what year was it made? 1998? That was uh, 96, I think. 96. Yeah. You know what's going on in 96 in hip hop. Uh, Life in 1472. Jermaine Dupri? Yeah. Jermaine Dupri was tough back then. The first song was Nas. That was the second song. That's the second track on the album. The first song was Nas. Bro, he got Nas. Second song got DMX. Second song got DMX. He got fuck, bro. Who else he got on that? Bro. All right, let me see. He got Mariah Carey on there. Um, her height of her career. He had, uh, yeah, he had Jay. He had Nas. Uh, DMX. Um, Mary J. Bly, didn't he? Uh, no, I don't know nah. if he had. Uh, it was somebody else like almost similar. Lane. He had Slick Rick on there. Uh, bro, there's some. Uh, he had Mace. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit. Um, oh yeah, he Biggie? had. Did he, he had, had Biggie on there. He had Crazy Bone. No, he didn't have Biggie okay, on there. Okay. He had Crazy Bone. He had the Brat. Um, I feel yeah, like there's some hard. other. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. like I'm missing some <laughs> some other names. He had a lot of people hey, on that damn album. Oh yeah, he had Keep Man. Sweat on there. Uh, <laughs> Legends. But bro, he got bro. He got he like got everybody got the- <laughs> in there, bro. He got like it was crazy. The biggest collaboration yeah. albums. Yeah. I still gotta go back and listen to that. Yeah, that's well, he hard. put me on. Money and the thing. Yeah, that hard. Yeah. Think about it, people underestimate him right now to this day, Jermaine Dupri, when he set yeah, so many right, trends man. in three different eras. Bro, he even had Southern niggas on there. He had like eight ball um yep. on there, bro. Like on some shit. Like he could he Well, he was Southern, yeah, he was Southern, you know what I'm saying? Southern so so deaf, you know what I'm saying? Uh it's crazy though. Like at that time for him to have that pool to grab everybody mm-hmm. too. He like, didn't rap like no Southern cat though. Nah, he no, really didn't. He, didn't. Different. he wrote like a East Coast. The East Coast. Yeah. He did. Like that nigga and he actually song write like Mariah Carey. He song yeah. write for her. He's oh, pinning. He's uh, Jackson, mm-hmm. Janet Jackson. He's pinning for these people. A lot of people Same sleep on Jermaine. He's a genius. He produced pin. He was writing Bow Wow raps. Little, he was writing some of the Bratz raps when she first got in the game. And he was hanging with Jay Z and Nas at that level. I think he was like and Biggie. He was saying like in an interview, it was like Jermaine Dupree. <clears throat> he was the second person to get inducted into like the rap. Songwriting Hall of Fame or really? something like that. I didn't know that. He's the second. Damn. But he was like, Who's yeah, the first? Was Jay. But he was like, <laughs> Damn, he was Jay, like, wow. but he was like, uh, he was like, it it blew him away that he was second. He was like, he don't feel like it should have been. Him. He was like, there are a lot of dope other MCs or shit mm. that come before. No man, because the other but then, day I was thinking about Jermaine Dupri, man, and his writing skill, and I was like, I don't think too many people got Jermaine Dupri on writing. I don't think too many people got yeah. him, man. Mm. Just to keep it one hundred. Okay, nah, well, for real though. It's just he didn't. Nah, for real. Super gangster was gangster was popping. Pop, yeah. He went the other direction, for real. but he had his market though, you know what and mean? that market was and, pretty and big. When he did go gangster. He was like, man, I'm gonna tell you, man. I'm thinking about it right now. How cold dude was when he did go gangster. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was like, I'm gonna go gangster, but I'm gonna give y'all, I'm gonna give y'all. Like I'm gonna show y'all how I look at y'all, how I view y'all gangsta. Mm. I view y'all gangsta as some little kids with some clothes on. <laughs> he made fun of the game. What what through the kids? Oh wow, bro. Oh that's funny. But he took the, the perfect kid gangster. though. That was the most gangster. He that's was that's gangster. That's gangster. It that's, was though. Yeah, it was yeah. gangster as fuck. It was. He made kids go gangster. He made kids go gangster though. He had more influence on kids than gangsters had on kids. You know what I mean? If you think about it, that's a mind fuck. Right I ain't gonna try. I really love him, dude, bro. Uh... Just kick it, bro. Uh, just escape, bro. kick he, it. Bro, he ain't that, bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. He all right that. And he he's produced, on the, he's and on he the produced the beat too. He produced the beat too. That shit slap, bro. That shit hard, bro. Yeah. Shouts out Jermaine to preach. Shouts out Jermaine, bro. I did. I did hear a story. Ti had him on expeditiously. Shout out to Ti expeditiously. Hoping we get you know a partnership with that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, Ti had an interview with Jermaine Dupree, and he was talking about. What's wrong with what you do to Bow Wow, man? <laughs> he asked this oh, man. straight out expeditiously. <laughs> what you do to Bow Wow, man? What you do to Bow Wow? And everybody, that's the question everybody want to know. And he's like, man, I, you know what, man? To be honest, I didn't do nothing to Bow Wow, man. Bow Wow was like that when I got him. <laughs> he's like, think about it. He he was signed to Death Row, Death Row Records, mm-hmm. one of the most yeah. infamous record labels. I don't know about infamous, but the most famous record label as far as gangster music that come out of the West Coast or any genre. So you think about it, he was signed to Death Row at what six, seven, some. No, some I was like four. It was like four or five. He signed to Death Row. His parents put him on Death Row at four. Crazy. 
And then he's going around with them amongst these other gangster artists. So in his head, all his friends is OGs, like Baby, Suge Knight. Uh, even T.I. is a big homie. Uh, but he been in the game longer than T.I. <laughs> so he's T.I. big homie, really, in the in the rap game. So he so in his head, he still have a thug mentality because all his friends are thugs, but he's not a thug himself. Yeah. So it made it the, the kind of, juxtap- you know, paradox. Yeah. yeah, I feel like, man... I thought when you said what he did at Bow Wow, I'm thinking you're thinking like, are you talking about like what he did at Bow Wow for his career not to go to the level it's supposed to go? You know what I'm saying? Mm, mm. For him to be in that game that early, I mean, he carried the torch for Death Row, you know, even after Death Row. Stu Dog was his OG. I mean, come on. I think sometimes it's about like, I I think it's sometimes how you like rebranded though, like, Cause he came like real no, young, like he came real young, like someone for example, like Justin Bieber or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like he he been in the game for a long time too as a youngin. Mm-hmm. But as he got as he got older though, his rebranding was on point, so mm-hmm. he's still like relevant. The rebrand, you know what I'm saying. He like, should take advice from Jay though. Yeah, Jay would always know how to reinvent himself. Yeah, and I think he was trying to rap like Jay at one point. You remember he was trying to get more lyrical and more witty with his mm-hmm. wordplay when Ti was writing for him yeah. or helping him write. Uh, I, and I think the transition of being a songwriter too, because like if you're young as Beyonce coming in the game, mm-hmm. and you got somebody else doing all the writing, yeah. and you see your check at the end of the month, mm-hmm. <laughs> or at the end of the year, or the quarter, mm-hmm. and you like, hold up, this shit, uh, the amount of work I'm doing, and I ain't getting paid like the songwriter in the back. Yeah, you gonna want to get some of that bread. So Beyonce started writing for herself after that. After she seen Wyclef John and all these people making money off of you know all these hit songs and mm-hmm. anthems, women anthems. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's, that's where he. Yeah. That's where he. That's where he dropped. That's where the ball dropped. That he didn't know how to write his own, his own stuff. And then Ti and, and Wayne was trying to teach him how to write mm. during that transition mm-hmm. when he kind of lost. Because he was signing Young Money too. I forgot. He was signing Young Money. Damn. And then you know, Cash, Cash Money did a collaboration with him. I remember that. You know what I mean? So he tried, man. He tried. But I mean, if you went from five years old to what? 20, 20, what, two, 23, mm-hmm. and you ain't really wrote nothing. But how's Bow Wow truly find his identity? He already had the identity. Did he, though? Was it his identity or somebody else's image of his identity? Mm. A projection of his identity. It was his identity. I feel like it's a projection, bro. Like, when you, like, five, six coming in the game, bro, <laughs> how the fuck is it going to be? Like, you don't even know better yet, bro. Like, <laughs> you don't even know yourself. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? That's his identity. I feel like that was his identity just because... Yeah, explain this. Get yourself out of this. Just because, I like Pac, right? Yeah. When Pac was before he got to death row, it was Dear Mama, you know. Digital Underground. It was Mm -hmm. Digital Underground. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like his style, you know, his style Mm -hmm. was totally different. It was more about, you know, rapping about women. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Saving women or or fucking them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Doing one of the when he was (laughs) damn. You know what I mean? Look at it like that. If you if you look at Mm. it. Is singles, you know, saving women, fucking wow, right? So, um, so when you look at Bow Wow, when he, when 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 Pac went to death row, right? When he went to death row, he he changed his whole style up mm-hmm. to fit the culture because he playing the game. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When you look at Bow Wow's career, Bow Wow coming from death row, going straight to Domain Dupree, like all his stuff was being gangster. Mm-hmm. He should have just kept going gangster. That's you. <laughs> I mean, his first single was pretty gangster. Bounce with me. It was commercial. Yeah. It was the right amount of commercial and gangster. When he when he stopped going gangster is when he fell off. Mm. He tried to go LL Cool J. But he was see. I think I think the transition problem happened when he was a kid growing. It's always hard for Michael Jackson even to grow into like it made it seem seamless, but it was so much work behind yeah, that definitely. that transition because he was growing acne. His nose was getting bigger. He, you know, he didn't like the way he looked, and like the way he was. And niggas was telling him the, yeah. the news made him change his ways, made him look at him like their projection of him right. made him change how he looked. So it was kind of like the transition, your voice changing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Your people, you're around you ain't the same people around you. Yeah. Ain't nobody catering to you like you thought they was gonna cater to you. Like they've yeah. been catering to you your whole life. So all that stripped away, mm-hmm. and it's just you and the producer and the engineer in the room. Right. And ain't nobody really like your homie, homie. Mm. They just there because the bread there. Yeah, but Michael really didn't change too much because he come from you going from Motown to Quincy Jones. 
That ain't too big of a... Yeah, it's a big change, bro. The environment, a... the space, the yeah. ecosystem, and Motown compared to the other... Uh, Barry Gordy and all the other... Yeah, guys. that's a I whole mean, different vibe, man, from I that mean, Motown vibe. vibe. But you going from one hit maker to the next hit maker. Still different how they make them hits, though. What's the transition to making... What's the process of making the hit in this, yeah, in this ecosystem? He didn't get Thriller till he got with Quincy Jones. You know what I'm saying? And Quincy Jones didn't get Thriller till he was like 55. You know, so... Yeah. That's a whole different, you know what I'm saying? Hey, if, if you know what I'm saying, if the producers was as good, he would have got Thriller earlier or some shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm. To Quincy. I, I, you know I think saying? it's the experience, you know though. What I'm saying? It's experience, too, you know? Because yeah. Max Martin is just getting good. But like, sometimes he you just like need to... He's just getting to his prime, you feel me? He's yeah, I feel that. Cat. Sometimes you just need the people with the experience around you, though, to catalyst what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? I if you that. got people in there who already know, they could take you from where you are to another level instantly. Because mm-hmm. they've done it. Exactly. That's like one of the 48 laws of power is like learn from other people's mistakes. Why you got to go through them? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the sound was yeah. changing too, though. You got to realize back when he was with Motown, back when Michael Jackson was with Motown, the the music that was popping then, the closest you got to rock and roll then yeah. was Chuck yeah. Berry. Mm-hmm. Well, That's before the rock and roll transition made it to from, poppy. You know, yeah. popular culture. Don't you know forget I mean? Buddy Holly too. Buddy yeah, Holly and the but people don't realize the Beach Boys, <laughs> the Beach yeah. Boys was taking what Chuck Berry was doing yeah. and just popping it, like making it more yeah, commercialized. It came in the 60s, yeah, 60s. and kind of like revolutionized the, the sonics of it. Like, okay, it's, you're gonna tone it down to distortion and make it more like you know more pleasable to the ear for whatever you know whatever audience we're catering. Classic towards. album, bro. If y'all don't know, listen to uh, Beach Boys' Pet Sounds. That shit go hard. That's mm. a classic right there. Rolling Stones, mm. greatest albums of all time. That was the that was album. My favorite song back in the day. What was it? Uh, that album, Pet Sounds. That's what made the Beatles make. Uh, damn, I don't know which album it was. They came with. I don't know if it was a uh, Sergeant Pepper and the Lonely Hearts Club. Uh, it was one of those. But mm-hmm. after they heard Pet Sounds, it was like, damn, that was an album from Beach Boys. It was like, all right, we got to step our shit up. And yeah. They came with something. They, I can't remember what album it was. They came with something to respond. You know, Beatles. You know, what I'm know uh, a fun known fact about the uh, Beatles. When they was in the studio, you know why they made so many diverse type of songs, right? No song was like alike. Well, no one song was alike from the Beatles. You go the whole catalog, no one song sounds alike. You may get one or two that sound got the same kind of like inspiration or influence, but you never find like the same sound for Beatles. What they used to do is throw, it'd be in the studio, they have a jukebox. And it had all kinds of like mm, number one hits. I heard about and that. And they used yeah. to, you know, just put on a random mm-hmm. song. And just be biting. Yeah. And or just get inspired, you know what I'm saying? Like they say, what the best artist still and, you know, whatever. So it was kind of like, they just took that and like, oh, we want to create a sound like this. Like men used to do it. We want to make a song like Pop. Yeah. We want to make a song like Jigga. Yeah. And then, of course, over time, it forms into your own vibe and your own sound. Yeah. So yeah, they just pretty much put the jukebox. Yeah, they just stole from the radio. You That's feel hard. me? Biting the hell out of people. But I look at the charts though. How I many number ones they got? I heard Beatles. I heard they was um, British intelligence too. <laughs> hey, you know about that? <laughs> maybe I may let up to John Lennon. Hey, I don't know, but God hey, bless the dude. I don't know, dog. Nah. Yeah, I heard. I heard that too. No, I heard that too. British intelligence. I mean, they did give them the red carpet when they walked over here. <laughs> From hey. the pond, from the pond to the uh, to the the mainlands. Now it makes sense. Now it makes sense, bro. Now it makes sense where <laughs> how they was able to be so great. They had the inside intelligence. Them niggas were spies. They were spies. <laughs> spies, man. They were spies. How Beatles were spies the whole time. Everybody. Yeah, hey, they bought the radio, man. Mm-hmm. I want to hold your hand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, B. Who comes in with a song like that? <laughs> I want to hold you. But you know, think about it. psychedelics was big at the time, <laughs> so everybody wanted to hold hands at Kumbaya. Besides the government, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, like, I mean, it's possible. Soldier Boy came in with Crank It, but he had a dance to it and everything. So. I mean, hold your hands, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They need a dance move for that one. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna call this episode the Musical Pioneers. That's mm. all we've been talking about. People yeah. who paved the way. Paved the way for the creativity that you hear today, people. Mm-hmm. There's so many people, so many names. Definitely. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, what's some of your influence, bro? Like, give people a little backdrop of like, what's your pedigree of music? My pedigree of music. Um, <clears throat> my pedigree of music. I mean, you know, Marvin Gaye from the old, you know, the old. Okay, the, all right, bro. The old yeah. Classics. Yeah. Um, Shy Lights. 
Okay, all right, bro. All right, bro. Believe it right. not. <laughs> believe it not. Yeah. Little bro right, put bro. me on a lot of music that I, I wouldn't right. normally listen to. Yeah, same Marvin Gaye and Shylock. Music yeah, connoisseur. Yeah, you know, going Motown, of course, Michael. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. You fuck with four tops. Four tops. Yeah, we grew up to that. Yeah, we had no choice. All right, bro. Five heartbeats. All right, bro. You understand, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, hey, you fuck with Diana Ross and the Supremes, bro. I mess with that. Stop in the name of the. You don't fuck with that hoe, bro. I was like five, though. Diana Johnson, the Supreme. Hey, man. Yeah. They used to be my joint when I was like five. I grew out of them, though. It was hey, more bro. like Marvin and Tammy, though. Yeah. All right, I feel you. Yeah. Right. I feel it you. Yeah. It was more Tammy, man. You know, All right. I can't Ain't nobody high enough. You fuck with Gladys Knight? Gladys Knight and the Pips. Yeah, right, bro. All right, no, all right. We in there. We in there. On the night train. I like Diana Ross's daughter. Train to Georgia. Um, oh, Tracy Elliott Ross. Tracy oh, you got to put yeah, some yeah. Of, uh, on the edits, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 too many, too many classics. Nah, that was uh, Marvin Gaye and uh, Motown. That was Motown. Yeah. And I think Michael Bolton remixed it. Yeah, he's yeah. covered well, it. He covered Bolton, it. Uh, what's that dude? Michael McDonald. Uh, Michael mm, McDonald. Don't get me started yeah. on Michael McDonald. I thought he was a black man when I first heard him. I, bro, he got that. <laughs> <laughs> Terrence was like, hey, yeah, me too, brother. That's we the all funny did. thing, We all got duped. Yeah, Most sweet. people don't like the Doobie Brothers, bro, and Michael McDonald joined. Bro. I swear but they I got love some, the Doobie Brothers, you, bro, and bro, Michael McDonald joined. Tupac even remixed what one of his songs. What would do for do for love? Oh, is that, is that no, that's Bob Cowell. Wait, another one that I thought was black. Hey man, yeah. y'all go listen. To, hey, <laughs> listen, to, listen to uh, listen to Doobie Brothers losing in, losing Dan, bro. That song yeah. go down hard, bro. Like, hey, shout out Michael McDonald, though. Yeah. Hey man, that brother's still doing his thing. Hey, though. Still doing his thing. Hey, hold bro. up, hey. he was featured on a, uh, a modern song recently. Huh? I think a Kanye song or something. Somebody was on his. He was on somebody's song recently. I don't even know. Yeah, man. I ain't. He's still doing his thing. Somebody's still using Michael McDonald's voice. Okay. He got that. Go listen to Doobie Brothers, bro. Living on the Fall Line. Listen to that album. You know most of the songs, bro. Yeah, listen to that album, bro. The title's already getting it. Yeah, bro. Living on the Fall Line, bro. That shit is hard. When he was in the Doobie Brothers, bro, like he brought some damn soul to that shit, bro. Like for real. I fucked with the Doobie Brothers before him too, like you know what I'm saying. We'll listen to the music and Black Water. What's that song with the train? Bro, I listen. Bro, I worked at a. I I worked at a record store, bro, for three years, bro. Like I was exposed to a lot of different shit. Shit, Our house was a record store. Like like progressive rock shit to like fucking uh, trip hop with like Massive Attack and Portishead to. Fucking like Motown, you know what I'm saying? Classic rock. Was you just rock. curious to see what the shit was or what? I mean, or it was somebody just, like, just put you on game. Like, hey, you got to listen to this album, bro. To me, it was like it was like a a candy shop for me because mm. it was like at the time I was in school for like music theory and shit, and I I produce, so it's like perfect. Being in a record shop, you hearing all these sounds, and shit, it's just constant inspiration. Mm. And I was getting discounts on records and CDs and shit, like yeah. just buying shit, sampling shit, like. Then some of my coworkers, whatever they like to put on, what they listen to, that's True. how like my music taste just like evolved. It was like at first I was just listening to like you know whatever, you mm. know what I'm saying, hip hop, whatever. Then I got exposed to like all kinds of. Different it's a shit. higher level of this nigga than hip hop, jazz man, soul, blues shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying. I'm talking about like Savoy Brown, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That kind of shit, bro. Like fucking. Um, Johnny Taylor, shout out. Johnny, Johnny Taylor, Taylor, bro. Uh, Shuggy Otis, man. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Shit, bro. he was he was bigger to us than James Brown, Michael, because he we just grew up bro. to that shit. Man, Johnny Taylor used to be like we used to be dancing, like, like man, man. What was our favorite song? Uh, <laughs> man, uh, what was our favorite song by Johnny? Man, it was we had two. Uh, I love dude, man. I still love Big Head Money. <laughs> Big money, got Big money. We still yeah, talking about doing a remix to that. Hey, so bro. if you if you try to do a, uh, you try hey, to hey, step hey, on that hey, thing, hey, you know what I'm saying. Shout out to John Taylor, please. You know what I'm saying. Hey, bro. Sign off on this. Bigger than Michael to us, man. Like mm-hmm. man, bigger than any artist, bro. We used bro. to be like, because hey, he was gangster, but he was also like old school soul. He was still like Al Green, but in the gangster way. Because he was still talking about real topics and the melodies. Like that Southern soul shit, like right there, man. Taylor, man, you know. Um, our Auntie Maddie and Auntie Louise went out on a date with Johnny Taylor. Johnny Taylor used to come into town and play. Johnny Taylor dropped them off in a limo on the hill. 
<laughs> Shout out Johnny Taylor, Auntie Smash, Johnny Taylor, man. <laughs> and, 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 and our neighborhood, like our small, our town is like small. Like That's the original, eyes. original JT. Shout out to Pegram, man, to Pegram, Tennessee. Shout original out to Auntie, bro. Johnny God Taylor, dog. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. I ain't know that, man. Yeah, man. Our fa- uh, family stay in the game. Uncle Raymond was like, who is that dropping you off in that limo? She was like Johnny Taylor. That's <laughs> wild. Like, right. Man, why he didn't have a drink with us? <laughs> That's why I'm thinking crazy, bro. Wow. Crazy. Are you struggling with oral Ready? composition? La 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 la. Well, we've got mixers for that. Music just too vast, bro. Like, yeah. it's like an ocean. <laughs> Nah, for real. That's what it looked like at the store, bro. Like, an ocean of music. <laughs> like, mm. You just looking out and the vast waves of music. You know what the hell your ass going to And how many courses in music? Like, the, how many courses in Notes. Like, notes? Yeah. 12 notes. 12 notes. That's what I mean. Unlimited sounds. Limited sounds out of 12 notes. And we still making more. I mean, that's a hell of a combination. I mean... When you got a phone, you can you can put phone numbers in your phone as a security, and nobody can track it. So That's numbers, true. Yeah, the combinations. Combinations. It's infinite combinations. Infinite. Infinite. It's like, yeah, that's. I just found mm. out about this uh this new artist I showed Dave and uh blowing time. His name is Denny Skip from New Orleans. Denny Skip. Denny Skip. <laughs> He's from New York. No, from New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. He's so New Orleans too, though. Like. It's like, if anybody like, I was born in New Orleans, so it's like I got I got some kind of connection to it. Like the Creole in you, bro. He represent New Orleans, bro. Like not like on like no Cash Money or you know what I'm saying, like NBA YoungBoy, none of that. Like he got his own like yeah New Orleans sound, like that New Orleans big band shit, Mm. like mixed with that weird, you know, like New Orleans is a spiritual magical place. Definitely, we gotta go, man. All that, you know what I'm saying. I always wanted to go to New York. Weird, I'm in New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Yell out titties, girls flash their titties. You know what I'm saying? That's right. how it is it's there, bro. City like, too. You know what I'm saying? Mardi Gras. You know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's shout out New Orleans, man. Nobody, they food is like second to none. Yeah, you know what I'm gumbo. saying? There ain't nothing like it. Now, have you ever had the gumbo? Like, yeah, yeah, I had gumbo. You have, man, I'm yeah. talking New Orleans gumbo, like from the oh, for real, the Most fresh of, like, fish. That's where like all my dad's uh, side of the family, all New Orleans. Like okay. my older sister, you definitely got some Cajun in you, sir. Yeah, yeah. My older sister, rest in peace. You know what I'm saying, bro? She'd always cook me up like fucking crawfish etouffee, like oh, man, you had gumbo like, and shit, from the bro. Source, like, bro. Man, like, psh, yeah. bro, that food it'll fatten you up. Like that's what I say about New Orleans, bro. Everybody in New Orleans thick. Everybody thick, boy. Rice and beans. No matter where you at. They got the best seafood, though. Even they Popeyes in New Orleans taste different, bro. I swear. I bet. Because it's originally from New Orleans. I'm telling you, dog. It's originally from New Orleans. What's the bread? New Orleans got a special bread, right? Like what? Like croissants? Yeah, because I know it ain't biscuits. It's like cornbread? I don't know if it's cornbread. Is it cornbread? I mean, well, you know, it's like Southern, but they're different. They, they got like the French, French. You got the French quarters and stuff too, so it's like Creole. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cooking, you know what I'm saying? Some French shit. You know what I'm saying? But you go in there, you get like blackened fish. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That shit, bro. It's like fresh hey, out the like the, like you know the water. Yeah, right bro. There. You know what I'm saying? It's all. It's all, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, we had the New Orleans, bro. We had the New Orleans, man. He good. Think it's still open to COVID, man. We gonna make probably, a trip, man. Probably not right now. But you know they they throw the New Orleans Jazz Festival and shit too there every year. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, it's we a whole go vibe there. Festival. That's what we need. Yeah. To do. The jazz. I want to go to New Orleans and see some some titties. Nah, like <laughs> titties is good. Pregnant balls. Yeah, titties is good too. Yeah, but I want to go down there. Titties and gumbo, nigga. <laughs> That's all I want to see, nigga. I want to see nothing else. No big band. Titties and gumbo. Titties in my gumbo. How about that? Hey, hey, you know. <laughs> I'm not even gonna change it. I feel like if I say something else, I ain't gonna see the titties. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Mardi Gras. Yeah, Mardi Gras is kind of sneaky, though. Yeah. I heard they it got them pocket thieves out yeah, there. Watch the pit out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah, but I, like, every it's time I go like somewhere. It's like France, bro. You know what I'm saying? Apparently, them niggas. All them damn French, them, po- Fran- them pocket picking ass niggas over there in France. Them motherfuckers yeah. brought their ass to New Orleans too. They keeping their ancestry alive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like Assassin's Creed, the fucking thieves guild and shit. Them niggas teaching niggas how to steal and shit over there. Damn. Like, 
hey y'all school of thieves you know what i'm saying i'm bringing them over you know what i'm saying like yeah my girl her uh his phone got stolen over there uh, in perry at the at the fucking eiffel tower oh like it like it just happened like that oh uh, yeah she got too close but to she was the, on a scooter yeah. though that's what i'm saying like that's how smooth it was she was on the, scooter. The scooter, <laughs> on the scooter Damn! I was like she literally was riding around. And I was there, so I was like, "Who buck enough to just come with the with the dudes right there beside that gal and just take the pot while she's on a scooter?" Though, yeah. I mean, that makes sense though. If they ride scooters that much over there, then they probably know how to pick finesse on a scooter. Yeah, they, Damn, they, bro, they professionals at that shit, dog. Man. They got the timing though, on point. Like, <laughs> pickpocket you on a the scooter there on the street because if you mm. ride by, you're not gonna notice the it. movement. Like, yeah, the movement. That, Damn. So that nigga was probably just like he was waiting on the time. It's, he was just, just, just timing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like he was gone. Damn. I'm gonna go down there see some Beyonces though. Them Creos. I see some Beyonce's Definitely. Oh yeah, some voodoo. Gotta man, voodoo. man shouts out to 504, man. I want to see some voodoo down there. I want to see what's going on. Shouts out, man. French quarters, you know what I'm saying? 504, New Orleans, man. You know what I'm saying? That thing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Man, I'm going to see some uh, actual voodoo, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, you know, I want to go to, like, you know, anytime I visit a place, I don't like going to the tourist places. I like going to that. that the essence. Hotel. That's yeah, smart, man. though. That's smart. I like going. I want to see the culture. Like, what's mm-hmm. really good? You know, when you talk about, what's her name? Adam du- Madame Dufay and mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. You know, that. You trying to see what's really popping? In yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know yeah. really that tourist, it'd yeah. be like fucking glitz and glamour and shit. It ain't really yeah. how it is, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the tourist. Mm-hmm. Like, I did watch the documentary about voodoo in New Orleans and like see. You know, I always wanted to see the behind. I'm yeah. very curious. See, like why everybody always, you know. But it it came to find out though. Like that's why I say you can't just judge people by the culture. You gotta go into the culture and, mm. and get. You know what I'm saying? I still haven't dived in physically, but. I'm alert and knowledge enough. Okay, yeah. this is what is it really about? Yeah. So even voodoo, the essence of it was when slaves came over there. It was big, pretty big in in New Orleans and uh, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So uh, when the slaves came over there, they came over there with their own traditions mm-hmm. and their own religion. Mm-hmm. And of course, the people that was slave uh, like slave owners or the people that was oppressing the actual slaves looked at it as like witchcraft. Because it wasn't their religion, it wasn't like to their native to their yeah. land. So that was like, oh, that's we're gonna deem this evil mm-hmm. and strip you away from you, and then like use our 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 power pretty much to oppress and uh, force conversion on you with our religion. Bro, so that was they, something. You yeah. remember when we had when we went to. Uh the local distro that night for that performance. There was that dude, he was Haitian. He was talking about that same shit with like the voodoo and shit over mm. there, like in Haiti. Yeah, like, I remember. Oh, damn, bro. I, I don't know. What was he talking about? He was saying like the same shit, like with the the voodoo, like and the spells and all that. They was thinking it's like bad shit, but it's it's really not. Nah, like, it's you know really how they communicate with the guy. It's yeah, like part power. of their culture. Like, yeah, how they, you know what I'm saying, how they communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, the Haitian people, they like. French too mm-hmm. yeah. So like that Haitian French Canadian Is kind of like New Orleans too I'm pretty sure yeah. A lot of Haitian people In New Orleans Exactly yeah. yeah well it was It was you know It was their version of their religion You know what I mean Like if you was burning sage They was burning sage You know they was You know matter of fact Like a lot of stuff They was doing was medicinal So you know If they got caught Burning sage or you know, having, you know... Making herbs or something like shit yeah, like that, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, even like, you know, a mistletoe. You know, having a mistletoe above your, you know, like a Christmas wreath, you know. Or, or something outside your house or something. Yeah, outside, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They block the yeah, negative yeah, energy, yeah, evil, yeah. Salt down, Actually, they were trying to protect themselves from evil. Exactly. And then they, they, yeah. the other people deemed them as evil. Yeah, <laughs> That's the weird part. Yeah, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey man, y'all ride through fucking uh, just Louisiana, period. Not New Orleans, man. Y'all see some of them old plantations, slave houses, and shit, bro. That shit crazy. No, they used to actually do like on some gory shit. Uh, They actually used to do like rituals where they try to like place different spirits in different bodies after the slave died. So basically, Mm. use like different like pretty much spells, you know, words or spells, as we know. Yeah. Um, Skeleton key, yeah. yeah. Me too, bro. Oh, they said they actually really happened. <laughs> I don't think I, I ain't seen it. I ain't seen skeleton, skeleton breed, key, bro. Actually, I ain't seen it. Actually, really do happen. It really did happen. Uh, I think it was about Madame Dufay or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. She had like set, uh, how many slaves on her house? Yeah, bro. 
she was doing all kinds of shit. Yeah, she was just experiment basically because it's like expendable. Like you got this Damn. human person that you don't even see as a human, so you just yeah, like bro. a test subject experiment, just like with, you know voodoo spells or whatever, you know. So yeah, it got it got wild in New Orleans, man. That's why it's so spiritual. Yeah, bro. They say New Orleans, bro. Like I mean, all the people you know, all my paranormal believers, they say New Orleans, bro. It's high level activity there. You can oh, tell. Yeah. You can just yeah, sure. yeah. You gotta think about them French. You know, hey, shout That's out what to they say in the French quarters, bro. Like yeah. around in there, especially yeah, after. Uh, hey, hey, them, them French, them Katrina, Katrina yeah. Katrina. Especially after Katrina, they was like that raised like spiritual level activity over. Well, there. I mean, I mean think about how many graves like got, or uh, not even graves, like but ten graves, like shit that just people just buried on top of each yeah. other, and then all that shit get all them skeletons, yeah, bro, it's spirits. Water, yeah, washing. Mm. Yeah, like, oh, exactly. Yeah. Like, that shit would be spooky. That'll wake a nigga up out of his out of eighteen hundreds. You know what I mean? You sitting there resting, and then all of a sudden you just start floating. You, 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 you like I'm up, like all right, I'm back. Let's go. Yeah, you're gonna be sick. Payback, motherfucker. Vengeance is mine. Hey, we back, nigga. We back. Take what's ours. Let's get it, man. But I also heard, I also heard when the, after the flood, only the people that had ties to the land, as far as the last name, which was the slave owner ancestor, I mean predecessors, uh, kids, future generations had ties to the land, and nobody else who was living there at the time could move back because it's only given to the people who had ties to the land, like titles and deeds. Oh yeah, yeah. You talking about like that? Yeah, they went back all the way back to like. Yeah. 1800s like yeah. just to get the deeds to the land so the projects anybody who lived there yeah. in the suburb or whatever is only going you're to the people like, you're talking about the natives right yeah natives but blacks. no I'm talking about the people who owned the land originally uh, yeah, the, you're talking about he like, yeah land deeds yeah, right? yeah, yeah land deeds yeah the people who owned the land and owned the nah title and land deeds is different like yeah, yeah. yeah the title the yeah. deed is, is the deed is like that whole like sector like it's like that property, yeah. You know right? I'm saying. The title is your bloodline. The deed is the document that joins. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying, like, like on a map type shit, out. like sections and like mm-hmm. county type shit. Exactly you know what, what it did. Like, they, gave, yeah. they they pretty much gave it, and then if nobody could claim it, guess what? The government swiped it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's unclaimed land. Yeah, sharecropping. Exactly, basically. So that was another way for them strategically to recreate New Orleans. Mm-hmm. On some, uh, yeah. Are oh, you talking about after? You talking about after Katrina, right? A deed is yeah. evidence yeah, of a specific dirt. event of transferring the title of the property from one person to another. Mm. Okay, so it does involve go. the title. Right. It involves it, yeah. The deed is like the law enforcing the title transition of like foundation to mm, like a car. Like you just sign well, up for car. Say, you could say the deed is the legal transaction. Yeah, lawful, legal yeah. but the legal legal transaction. Legal transaction. Mm. You know, there's only one law, you know. What do you mean? Law of the universe, you know. Mm. Law, you know. Yeah, all right, bro. I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell you. Yeah, Expect you to take law. it there. That's all right, bro. The universe law is only one law. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. All right, bro. But if you... Under the laws is a legalization. Yeah. yeah, under the legalization, you can do whatever the hell you want, you know, mm-hmm. however you write it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I thought that was crazy. I was like, man, they just pretty much... Like, then Oklahoma, then Oklahoma, then Oklahoma just give away a bunch of land. To oh, the uh, yeah, natives, sure back did. to the natives. Boy, that game back. The, the whole, the whole damn state, name? almost right. the whole state. A third or a half of the state. Yeah, yeah. and they still giving away more shit. So it ain't done yet. So, yeah. but before we know it, it maybe end up all in Utah. Yeah, man, give us something back. Yeah. You got family ties in Oakland. I mean, yeah. Oklahoma. Shit. Shit, I don't know. I might. Shit. Even Tennessee. Yeah, they said the Tennessee belongs to a lot of natives. Like you, I mean, that I mean, lot you look at the people here and stuff. Look at yeah. the landscape, man. It's like a bunch hey, of people man. own the land here before. They can't be giving all that damn shit away in Tennessee woods. It should have been gone. It's so small, <laughs> boy. It's, it's small out here, man. You know what I'm saying? They can't give away in Tennessee because <laughs> them good old boys ain't going down here. Man. Nah, man. <laughs> yeah, they, they ain't, y'all shit. Yeah, nah. Y'all gonna have to take it. Yep. <laughs> pretty much. Nah, for real. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> with a gun loaded. Hey. Indians and Cowboys, part two, bro. Yeah, yeah, for real, man. Aliens, but you got, yeah, but it's, it's a thing. Like, it's, it's a thing. Like now, it's not about guns. It's about paper wars. Yeah, yeah. Now it's not yeah. about like it's like what what do you own and why do you own it outright? Like, yeah. how do you own it? Your ancestors, like, you gotta trace that shit back. Yeah. Like, I know, bro, you was we on this. You was on the spiritual uh, hunt, you know, uh, a while <laughs> you know back. I mean? That'll yeah. make the fight a lot easier. Yeah, because <laughs> now you can kill the dude, but you still ain't getting shit back. Mm. You know? yeah. yeah, that's true. 
I mean, I remember you was like looking up the an- our ancestry at one point, like yeah, all the way to Giles yeah, County. Giles County, man. Shout out to Ebenezer. Yeah, Ebenezer Gordon. Oof. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was looking that up, and we come from North Carolina. I think he was traded. He was sold from North Carolina to Giles County, so we're originally from North Carolina, Black Creek, mm-hmm. Black Creek Indians. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> you know, yeah, man. Then the whole time, I, think, yeah. I thought he was Blackfoot. Yeah, it might be Blackfoot, but I heard Black Creek. Okay. And if you notice, we always gravitate towards water. Mm-hmm. You know, we always gravitate towards some kind of creek, some kind of pond. Yeah, our, uh, yeah, our land is actually on the creek. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, it gets deep, man. It gets deep. Giles County is where they have the auction block at, so, you know, we got to take a trip down there and see what's, what's popping, see what's going on. That's how I found out was related. we was related to Conscious Beats. And then, and then, because uh, he come from Giles County. Well, his family, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Pulaski. Pulaski. Ain't that where the uh, KKK was yeah, from? Yeah, man. Sorry, he yeah. looks Black Creek, don't, don't he? You can tell like straight he, up his hair, you man. Can tell he's been preserved a little bit. He's more preserved than us. He probably he was there to ride with our shit. Cause, our we, cause we went further west. I mean, bro. you look at Daniel, man. Like, bro, he got that good ass hair, bro. But his like, skin too. Like, look, his skin he, is he look, smooth. He look like yeah. he's from Black. Like, he's like, an actual native. Like, for real. His family wasn't going. Nah. There <laughs> 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 was rebellion. Ain't no butt back in there. Yeah. No yeah, butt breaking over here. I feel we kind of, we kind of, yeah, we got our ass whooped. That means the women were strong. Some, yeah. That means the women were strong. strong. Yeah, you got strong women in this family, straight up. You can mm-hmm. tell, bro. Because you, you don't keep that black like that, bro. That's not that's not regular black. Nah, that's like untainted black. Yeah, ain't got no rust on it. I ain't got no, he don't even ash. I don't even think that dude ash. <laughs> Just glow. He don't even like ash. Yeah, 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 smooth. Yeah. Shout out to Conscious Beats. You glowed up out here, brother. You and your family, man. Shout out to you and your family, man. That's cuz. A smooth brother. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. his curly hair, man. Shit. Even his kids got it. The kids got it too, bro. All of them got it, man. You never see a dark skinned brother like that with that kind of hair. Nah, bro. He the first I ever saw like that. Yeah, it's like he been his whole family line been wiping their hair with buffalo grease. Just smoothing that motherfucker back. Generations of buffalo grease. Hey man. That's a compliment. Shit, hey, like, hey, hey that's yo. what the Indians used to actually use buffalo yeah, grease, buffalo and that shit used to smooth their hair and the skin. It's good for everything, man. How they the use every part of it. Buffalo grease. What the hell is you that? You gotta bore that motherfucker down. The bone. You gotta bore mm, that bone down. That's what it was. Yeah, okay. man. And just like this, just the fat, and the fat. Yeah, yeah. yeah best, 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 just fat. Yeah, man. Keep every part of the buffalo. Damn, Damn bro. That shouts out to the ancestors, bro. They Damn. knew how to use every damn thing. <laughs> Then they killed all the buffalo, so... Pioneers buffalo. paving away still, man. They paving away <laughs> with that buffalo, buffalo grease. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. Now, yeah. No, they kill everything, man. It's crazy how they just annihilated yeah, it. take away the food shit. I mean... Yeah, that's a shortage. And then it becomes uh, tyranny. You know, everybody yeah, starts fighting against each other. It became commercial after a while, and then President Roosevelt ended up killing one, and then he, like, celebrated, but then he was like, he felt bad. I bet. So that's when he started buying up national... Creating national parks, mm. just kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it, and then he signed something that kept him from any other president ever doing that again. Damn! So he, he did some cool shit. That's what's up. I didn't know who, mm. that, who was that. President uh, Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Shout out for Roosevelt for that. That's shit. like some 1913 type shit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. He was from a lot, man. Yeah, he actually was like, <clears throat> on a, like during World War Two. I heard he was like. Some, I don't know if it's speculation or what. Mm-hmm. I heard he was coked up in the middle of the war. That might be Franklin D. Roosevelt you're talking about. Is that Franklin? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some, yeah, one Franklin. of the presidents I remember yeah, was coked up as a motherfucker in World War II. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Around that time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would, I'd probably be coked up too. I think they were cousins. <laughs> the world about right? the end, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I think Franklin and Theodore were cousins. Yeah, he was in a wheelchair. I don't drugs at any time. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was the first person. Or maybe yeah. that was uh, was that Eisenhower in the wheelchair? I think. Yeah. No, no, no. That wasn't Eisenhower. FDR. That it was, was FDR. That was the FDR. Okay, it was FDR. Okay, okay. But uh, yeah, I think. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Bro, he was the yeah. only president who was president for like twelve years or eight Three years terms? or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah, like wow. then they stopped that shit after him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So everyone mm. just, you know, okay, this is what he 
this is the norm, so it was like frowned upon if you, you did it more. But I think now there's a term limit set because of FDR. He would have kept going. Yeah, he would have kept he going. Get to that dictatorship. Yeah. He, but how, he did some good things, but he also did not so good things. Mm. Yeah, I heard he was on his, like, damn near on his deathbed when, it, like, when everything was going on with Hitler and they was winning the war. This motherfucker was damn near dying. You know what I'm saying? And, like, he was sick. Like, you could tell in his meetings that he had with, uh, what's it, Mussolini? Or not Mussolini. What's it, Mussolini? Uh, uh, the FD, you talking about FDR? Yeah. The FDR, dude? I don't think he had a Mussolini. Not Mussolini. It was, uh... 33 or 45, he was president. This dude was president for 12 years. Damn. He was president for 12 years. Woof. I think that's what Trump was trying to do. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Man. But yeah. that's a long time to be in presidency. 12 years running the country. Damn, think about how your, your mind would dwindle, though. Even though you try to, like, stand strong for the people or whatever, but 12 mm-hmm. years. Of, you see, what, right, you see Obama, he came out with, back with gray hair, boy. <laughs> I get tired of that. Yeah, bro. 12 years of that, I'm tired, bro. Yeah, you know that's what, what amazes me. Why would somebody want to <clears> run for a second term? Of course, they wrap up business and finish their business up but at the same time it's like your business is never going to finish in presidency yeah, <laughs> damn damn he was going to be president for 16 years it would have been a different world right now I bet that nigga who he was glad he died out. Like, <laughs> damn, I've been waiting for my turn. Damn, man. God damn, boy. Finally, this nigga gone. God. I mean, damn. I've been wondering what made the people like, I guess because the World War II, he won. And everybody was like, yeah, we're going to keep so this it was, it was Eisenhower then. It was Eisenhower after FDR, right? Eisenhower's the one I think who started also the FBI. Mm. Was he after FDR? I'll find out. Eisenhower was, uh, I think Eisenhower FDR. was after FDR. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. A lot of structures was in place after that. Because I remember Eisenhower giving that speech after like Pearl Harbor or something mm. like that. After the bombing. Mm-hmm. And that's like what got us involved. Damn. I think, I think it was Eisenhower. Well, historical lesson here, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We don't, you know yeah. what I'm saying? We take it uh, up. Man, look, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I, FDR, I was actually, like, who? Uh, forced Southern schools to start integrating. Yeah, yeah. He's the one who uh, enacted the Insurrection Act the first time, I think, mm. to make sure that uh, businesses down here and all that stuff mm-hmm. are not segregating anymore. All right, so Eisenhower, how about the desegregation and integration? Uh, hold on, let me find it. From 53 to 61, so if he wasn't right after FDR, he was the one right af- after whoever this Who the hell was in between that time? That's a great question. Truman? Maybe it was true, man. Oh, was it? Uh, what was the uh, big ear motherfucker? Wilson, Wilson, <laughs> R- uh, Ross Perot. <laughs> <laughs> who, who the fuck is Ross Perot? Oh, <laughs> uh, he was just like candidate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. This show, uh, you know, see, this is a, this is our public school. <laughs> Nixon was his vice president. Uh. Harry S. Truman. Okay, mm. Truman was before him. Okay, all right, okay. all right, all right, man. all right. Yeah. JFK was after Eisenhower because he beat Nixon and then he died. The Nixon. Uh, Lyndon B. Johnson took over. I don't like him. And then, then nah, yeah. Nixon <laughs> took over after him. Damn. All right, what's well, it? That's a presidential fax for you guys. Fax machine. You yeah. know. What I'm... Yeah, man. That is. Uh, it is amazing, man. Okay, like, man. And then you got to see who was intricate parts of history. Like even because America never got out of war, we always stayed in some kind of conflict. Man. Keep the dollars going, keep the yeah, money. bro. Get the money going, but it's a bad thing too because it's like foreign relations. Like nigga, you ain't friends with nobody, <laughs> you know. And if you are, it's like it only lasts for so long. But good as the money goes, you know. Yeah. You seen that Joe Rogan episode with Tim Kennedy? Uh, I probably have. I don't know. Watch that. You'll understand why we're everywhere. Yeah. Like Russia and China are fucking with a lot of countries. So That's true. That's true, yeah. And it's kind of like it's kind of like double edged sword too, because I watch a lot of war history, and uh, I see like the impact we have on countries after we impacted them so long. It's kind of like it's like everybody's doing their thing, and then all of a sudden we interrupt and like, hey, yeah, what, what the fuck y'all do up to? You know what I'm saying? And then we just interrupt the whole, disrupt the the whole society culture pretty much, and alter that shit, and it's never the same again. Never the same again. Yeah. It's yeah, interesting. Man. That dollar's a mug. That dollar, dollar. That dollar, man. 
Mm-hmm. The reserves. Let's throw records. Jay Dilla was signed with him. Yeah, Stone Star Records, yeah. Mm. That's a Stone Star Records, yeah. No, they signed that little black. Wow. Yeah. The first song I remember, Allo Black, was when he come and tell everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They play that shit at the hotel every night. That's I remember, yeah, that song. <laughs> I'm like, man, y'all don't told everybody. <laughs> the reason I remember because they had the damn Beats commercial with that mug. Like, oh, the they? NBA Beats commercial. Like, yeah, it was like LeBron and all LeBron, them niggas there. Yeah, that's what I remember I'm that mug. Man, the <laughs> went back to Cleveland. That's when Beats first came out, <laughs> yeah, dog. That's, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which was smart. It was smart as fuck because it's like if you're not first, be second, and you gonna get the wave. Yeah, he left because like uh, Jimmy wanted him to only wear the beach because mm. they were all about getting their headphones on everything. Right. So it, was, it was like everyone back then started making headphones. Even Ludacris had his own headphones. Yep. You know, I mean, obviously Beats is shitting on all of them, but right. Even uh, did Travis Barker have some headphones or something yeah, like that? That one has some headphones. Everybody has some headphones. Mm-hmm. Now it's the earbuds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Ray J got some earbuds. Now. The Rock got his own earphones now. Like he partnered up with like JBL. He got like some little wireless in ear headphones. Now, I say go for it. You gonna get a little bit That's of that right. pie, whatever's left. Beats really got a game so. But if you second, you still good. Like Uber and Lyft. If you Uber, you winning. But if you the second person to come up after that, you gonna get whatever that is there. You know what I'm saying? They ain't impacting whatever market. They're not impacting. You gonna get the rest of that. And then somebody else may get the three, you know, twelve percent margin, fifteen mm-hmm. percent margin, you know. As long as it's cheap. And, hey. A huge dip between first and second place, like you're down to like twenty or less. But think about it: if it's if you're an Uber and you're multi Uber Uber successful, you're gonna get a little bit of the Uber success. Yeah, but you know, you got Beats, AirPods caught up real quick. Real quick. Real AirPods, real quick. yeah, they did Especially catch up. You paying, you know, two hundred dollars for some AirPods. But I heard they. Apple that's ball right. beats. That's right, they did. Mm-hmm. Technology made AirPods. Oh, they just flipped the technology and it's it reintroduced it. Mm-hmm. I think they did that yeah. strategically and took out the fucking headphone jack purposely because yeah. they bought beats and their Bluetooth was like. Oh, shit. <laughs> they pretty much bought them and cut their legs off. Like, you would never be on the market again. <laughs> the same. Same. That's business, man. One on one. That's good business. That's business, man. You just eliminate the competition. Yeah, that's good business. T- typically, but I heard the AirPods was kind of dangerous, though. I don't know. I heard like if you have both ears, it's like in in between, it's like your brain. Mm. So I don't know. It's like the radiation or whatever. Yeah, they up. say Bluetooth. You know what I'm saying? It's not your, good to like you know wear it like super long all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, microwaves. Yeah, yeah. Frying your brain. Microwaves. Exactly. Yeah. To, Cooking. Ear to tumors, right? It was actually it was a legitimate article in the AirPods, so that's what I was fucked up about. I saw telling everybody, I see what the AirPod people were. Man, bro, so bad for you, bro. Because think about it, you're using Wi-Fi through your brain. At the end of the day, it's like you got AirPods on your ear, signaling Wi-Fi not like ninety percent of the time. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know though. That's that's fucking. Yeah. Either way, it's radio waves, right? So it's like. It's frying your shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even sugarcoat it, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because think about it. If they if they wanted to make a phone that was more healthy for you, they could. It's, it's just cheaper. Cheaper. Yeah. So you're paying five hundred dollars to get your shit fried. You know. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buy a blunt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, that's why I was talking about marking you three uh, ways for Sunday. Like a speakerphone for a minute. Oh yeah, speakerphone. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I did the same thing because I heard it like it deletes, it depletes your sperm count actually. It does. And like this, about yeah. like thousands. Yeah, bro. Yeah, laptops. That's why I tell my son. I was like, always oh, put a pillow or put some kind of blocker. You know what I'm saying? Put that shit on the desk or something. Like, don't put it on your lap. You're gonna be stirring yeah. by the time you. You know, ten. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You got there's some kids out there that's creating, you know, a non-lethal, non-lethal technology. It's just mm-hmm. you're gonna pay that money for it, though. You're gonna pay, you know. What's that dude? Um, what's his name? The 
dude that was reverse engineering those spaceships. Oh, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Phil, what's his Phil? Uh, uh, General uh, Phil something. Something. But um, like he, in the forties. Nah, this is like in the eighties. But mm. he was um, he created like a water powered. Um, I think it was like a Corvette or something. Water powered Corvette or something. Hey, that'd be mm. hard. Boy, that's a flex right there. Nigga. My Corvette water powered. <laughs> what you talking about? There was a dude. I think in like the nineteen nineteen thirties. That would be a huge yeah. flex. Like, I know nineteen forties or fifties. They created like a water powered car. That's like that. That's not to me. That's not far fetched because Tesla already invented like shit that we could be using right I mean, now. Even if you look at some of the old cars, they was ran by steam. Some of the old trains mm, ran by steam. That's facts. That's true. Facts. That's true. It's like, it's like we got the resources, but it's like you know, just, you know that that coal is cheap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Coal is cheap. Uh, oil is cheap. Facts. Mm-hmm. You telling me if I dig one hole, I'm gonna get one billion dollars or two trillion dollars? Bro, watch this movie. Yeah. Watch this movie. Like popping a pimple when you getting two trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. Watch this movie called There Will Be Blood. We were talking about it on the last episode with Tom, mm-hmm. and I just started watching it. I ain't finished it, but it goes through that whole like from starving. With your baby in your arm, dealing, trying to get that oil, yeah. all your dudes, all your homies yeah. around, trying to get that that one little drop of oil just to say we made it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you like spending like months and months and years trying to get something out of nothing, out the ground, squeezing blood out of the orange, man, for real. Damn. But um, uh, spending bread just to dig deeper, man. Yeah, exactly. You know, coal miners, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, coal miners and die trying to get that coal out. Hey, right, but pressure make diamonds, man. Yeah, the coal turn to diamonds. Dynamite, explosive, all that shit. Man. Speaking of it, it's been a dynamite show, diamond show, um, diamond talk. Yeah, I like that diamond talk. You gotta have you back, bro. You a natural at this shit. I'm surprised yeah. you ain't got a podcast yet, but uh. No, I'm just getting warmed <laughs> up, man. Once I loosen up, you know. No, bless up, man. Appreciate it. Coming on, you know what I'm saying? Honor to have my little bro on the show, yeah, talking shit. Superb, of course. What's up? It's MC the MC podcast. You know what I'm saying? Check my brother, I'm in Sean Man. You know, aka Rico, aka Duvika. You know. No album coming soon. Yeah, I'm saying, but the episode will be coming soon. So don't forget to hit like. You know, subscribe, hit the notifications, smash that button, and uh, put on the comments what you think about the conversation. You know, we went through the history of pioneering of music. You know, deep deep diving. So let us know who you fuck with, who inspired you. Well, influence you, and uh, we see you next time. Bless up. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. If you like the episode, leave us a thumbs up and comment below if you have any ideas on what we can do next time. Please subscribe and hit the notification. MC to MC give you motivation. Heru, heru.